the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on in Mount Lebanon? Maybe the better question would be, what happened to Mount Lebanon? I've been around or lived in Mount Lebanon, actually, for most of my life. I was born there, and I built two homes there. I escaped to Washington County a long time ago, and I'm afraid that uh, Mount Lebanon has turned into Shady Side South or something like that, uh, overrun with virtue-signaling liberals who love to tell you how wonderful they are by putting signs in their yards. Well, actually, I have to say I've noticed a lot of those seem to have disappeared for some reason. Anyway, the obsession with masks during the uh, COVID hysteria and long after it should have been over was nauseating. They led the league in people walking down the sidewalk by themselves with a mask on. I've seen it up there uh, in Mount Lebanon as recently as in the last week. So it shouldn't surprise anybody to hear that uh, they have issues in the school district, the kind of issues that, you know, make you wish Ron DeSantis was your governor. A teacher at Jefferson Elementary School was teaching transgenderism to six-year-olds last week. Of course, the parents were not told about it before it happened, and the kids were taught out of a book that had to have been approved by somebody. Turns out the principal, I guess, was okay with it. When word got around, lots of parents were upset because apparently there are still lots of regular human beings living in Mount Lebanon who don't think that first graders need to be talked to about sex, you know, by their teachers. The issue was raised at two school board meetings, and the response from the board was either no response or a statement about how dedicated the Mount Lebanon School District is to its D.I.E. initiative, and uh, that's diversity inclusion, and equity if you're keeping score at home. Because, as you know, the entire world should be expected to change everything, including language, because of seven-tenths of a percent of the population. We'll talk to a woman who went to the school board meeting and asked about some of the books in the middle school, asked about what was happening at Jefferson Middle School last week, and uh, what and, uh, about some of those books in the middle school and high school libraries. And she brought pictures to the school board meeting and showed the uh, members what kind of things were in the books that were in their libraries. And if you have kids or grandkids who go to school in Mount Lebanon, or in any public school district for that matter, or if you know somebody who does, you're going to want to hear what this lady has to say. Stick around. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. This product is life-changing, and I tell everyone what a blessing down to nature, fruits and vegetables is. It's amazing, absolutely phenomenal. I'm telling you right now, this is an amazing thing. 30 days after taking this, everything is, is perfect. I could not be more happy. What a blessing. So good job, down to nature. Good job. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code Balance. I endorsed another person today, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. President Trump endorsed Dr. Mehmet Oz for Senate. Why? Because President Trump knows who the real conservative is who's going to shake up Washington. It's not David McCormick, the liberal pro-Biden, pro-China Wall Street insider. David McCormick praised Biden, is funded by Democrats, and admits he was never a Trump supporter, all while telling his friends back on Wall Street that his so-called conservative principles are just an act. President Trump knows the real conservative is Dr. Oz. Trump calls Dr. Mehmet Oz smart, tough, and someone who will never let us down. I endorsed another person today, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz. Endorsed by Trump. 
the conservative fighter Pennsylvania needs, Dr. Oz for U.S. Senate. I'm Dr. Mehmet Oz. I candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Oz for Senate. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, where's uh, Ron DeSantis when you need him? He's been great for the parents in Florida who don't want their little kids taught about sex and how to hate America in school. Uh, the parents in Mount Lebanon uh, shouldn't be looking for any help from Tom Wolf, and they can only hope a Republican wins in November. Uh, Mount Lebanon, has be, as I said in the open, has become what might be called the woke capital of the Pittsburgh area. My guest now is a concerned parent in Mount Lebanon. She's trying to do something about all this, and because, as you know, uh, being opposed to some of this insanity can get you canceled. She's going to re- remain anonymous, so uh, we'll just call her Jane Doe. Jane, thanks for being here. No problem. How are you? Good, good. Listen, um, let's start by going back to what happened last week at Jefferson Elementary School in Mount Lebanon. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the end of March, there was a first grade teacher at Jefferson Elementary School that without the consent of parents or knowledge uh, of the parents, read uh, a quite controversial book called When Aiden Becomes a Brother to first graders, um, followed up with a discussion. Um, Many of those six-year-olds, seven-year-olds went home uh, very confused, asking their parents questions, not understanding some things. So uh, obviously there was some pushback from these parents and concerns regarding why they were not notified that this type of book was going to be read that discussed um, a transgender child and things that discussed issues with gender identity. Um, and it kind of snowballed into discussions of will there be discipline for this teacher? You know, is it following curriculum guidelines? And then ensued with, you know, conversations with, the administration, um, and there was kind of a group of individuals that really wanted some answers, and people around the community word spread that this book was read, and a lot of individuals showed up to the first uh, school board meeting that was two weeks ago and expressed their concerns about this and the fact that parents were not notified previously before it was read, uh, that there wasn't an opt-out form provided really just sprung, you know, sprung this on the kids. And uh, unfortunately, there was minimal engagement with the school board or the administration, lots of deflecting, uh, no answers. um, And there was obviously no discipline to date for this teacher or administrator for allowing this. And before we get into just what happened after she uh, decided to 
read this book to the kids. Um, I don't know. I'm not a teacher, uh, but I think teachers are trained in um, psychology for little kids and you know what to expect and how little kids are going to react. What would possess, do you suppose, a uh, supposedly uh, intelligent teacher to believe that that was a good idea, that this is something that six-year-olds need to be uh, dealing with in the first grade? Right. I mean, I, I think there's definitely um, a personal agenda going on here. I think there's this individual teacher obviously wants to project and implement views, maybe her views on this position or her beliefs, and that not that is not necessarily what teachers should be doing in the classroom. They should be focusing on curriculum. They should be focusing on the basics for first graders, learning how to read and write, um, learning how to share with each other, learning how to coexist with one another, especially since these kids have really not had a normal school year until halfway through this year when the mask came off, not until February. So, we're, you know, this is, this is something that I see as kind of an, an individual teacher making, making a personal agenda here about what she wants her students to learn. Well, and that's another thing. A, a trained teacher, regardless of what the subject is, um, again, I'm, I've never been a teacher, but uh, when material is introduced to a class, regardless of what the subject matter is, is it assumed that that material has been approved by somebody and that it's the same material being used school-wide or district-wide? Right, and this is part of part of the issue and the concern for, for many concerned parents that, that started to look into this a little bit more regarding the standards and the curriculum within the school district. Um, you know, individuals completed right to knows, trying to figure out what the approved book lists were, what, what, what were approved or suggested reading lists. And those answers came up with there are no approved books K to five and there are no suggested reading lists K to five that are, that are lists. So basically that told us that they can read whatever they want. Um, and in terms of standards and, and, and curriculum, yes, there is a curriculum map and according to the district, you know, if you look at their curriculum, there's a there's a counseling goal K to five that that, that, that discusses something called a, a DEI goal or diversity, equity and inclusion goal and that, that should be taught by the counselor. Well in in this situation, this this teacher that read this book is not a counselor and this was not underneath the framework of what she should have been teaching. And we think that parents should have been been given uh, the grace to know and understand what what was being presented to them, so they could either prepare their children for this conversation or simply opt their children out from learning about this at six years old. Um, so, did it? Did you ter- determine um, who who actually did approve the book, or did she, the teacher, just pull it out of somewhere and start using it? Did apparently, she- yeah. Apparently, the principal approved the book the morning of. So you have a teacher, number one, you have to wonder about her uh, common sense, and you would think that there would, a principal would look at that and say, eh, you know, you sure you want to, are we sure we want to be talking about this uh, to six-year-olds? And of course, right. he's all right. on board. He loved the idea. Yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, he, he approved the book, and this was something that, that he felt very strongly about and didn't seem to think that there was going to be any issues with reading this content to first graders. And he obviously was sorely mistaken um, when children came home confused and upset. If is, um, Have you seen the book, read the book? Yes. Can you give us a little example of just what's in there? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a transition going on with with the family the the mother is expecting their 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 next child and their their first child is transitioning to a different gender and so there's there's conversation about um you know gender fluidity and sometimes when you feel a certain way or you want to be a certain way you can you can kind of be that new gender and so i think it really confuses children that developmentally aren't even almost aware of, of themselves and in, in, in terms of the anatomy of the body, you know, not right. not really knowing much more than, than what they know from their parents, by the way, which is where this should be taught in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
you you have that fine line that I believe was crossed. I think a lot of parents think that, that, that this was crossed and that these conversations that are very sensitive and um, can be based in, in people's beliefs and, you know, moral and religious beliefs that you have this conversation when it's appropriate for your family and that a public school and that a teacher should not be addressing these issues with, with kids this young. Yeah, and I want to make it clear that you're not, your fight, regardless of how you feel about transgender issues, that's not your fight right now. You're, you're, not, you're not disputing any of that. It's, you're just, you want to talk about parental rights, correct? Correct. This is about the rights of parents to know and understand what is in the curriculum, period. Mm-hmm. That, is what, that is what parents are concerned about. People can raise their, their families however they would like. Uh, no, one, no one is sitting here bashing anyone. This is about the school board and the administration being clear and being transparent about curriculum and standards, understanding and letting parents know communicating. This is the first and most important piece of education is communicating everything. You know, there is opt-out forms for everything under the sun, you name it. You have the sex education within fifth or sixth grade where they start to learn about that. You have high school health classes where they have opt-out forms when you're discussing things that could potentially be, be, be controversial, and that's for juniors in high school. Yet this book was read to six-year-olds and no communication no letting parents know, no opt-out form. And in fact, when people discussed this at the previous meeting two weeks ago, many of the individuals that spoke um, were, were called a litany of words um, mm-hmm. that I won't repeat here um, you know, regarding their concerns, simply because as a parent, they, they wanted to have that responsibility to talk to their children about that at the appropriate age. Well, you mentioned that the teacher wasn't disciplined for this. There would be no reason to discipline the teacher if the, if the principal approved the book. I mean, to my knowledge, there has been nothing. Yeah, and I mean, if, 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 if the principal approved it and thought it was okay, I'm not sure why the administration hasn't had a conversation with the principal, but according to the school board, from what little they've told us in the administration, um, this, is, this, this falls underneath of the, the DEI curriculum, and so therefore um, it's allowed. So as long as it falls under the DEI uh, curriculum, it's okay. So that pretty, that gives them quite a bit of leeway, doesn't it? It does when you don't have any approved book list or suggested reading list for K to five. And uh, you don't want to say it, so I will. Um, the fact that they would do this because they think that these kids need to be aware of this at that age for something that affects seven tenths of a percent of the population. So. If you have, a, I don't know how many kids are in a class, in a first-grade class, 20 kids, 25 kids? Yeah, uh, 20 to 25 kids. Yeah. yeah, what are the chances that they know anybody or will ever know anybody who transitioned from one gender to another? In their, whole t- in their entire life, there are the chances of them coming across somebody, much less, you know, sometime while they're in first grade. It's, it's, right, and, that's, and, and, and again, that is something where, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the parents' argument is is that this is this is a family this is a this is a discussion that needs to be done at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, I think that you teach first graders um, compassion and kindness and respect, and, and 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 we don't start to you know stray from that by by bringing in social and potentially political and ideological conversations that, that that really have no place in the classroom, especially at this young of an age. What might have happened if the teacher had uh, decided to come up with a book that said that uh, Easter uh, was coming up and it was the celebration of the birth of the Son of God and uh, that he's the and 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 he is the Son of God. If, if, if she would have had the nerve to produce a book like that, maybe even, you know, the Bible, something like that. What would that would have happened? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she, she would have already been, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she would have been placed on unpaid or paid leave and then mm-hmm. maybe would have lost her job at this point. Yeah. So, um, what was the, and what was that, uh, you know, what was, was the, what was brought up at the school board meeting that, what, you know, well, there you, were, yeah, the, the school board meeting was two pronged. So you had um, the first meeting that that was directly after um, when the book was read, and that there was a number of parents 
that were there. Obviously, many parents came that have children in the classroom or that are Jefferson parents um, with with major concerns, right? Is, is, is this going to happen again? You know, what is the curriculum? Again, focusing on simply wanting to have some solid concrete answers regarding curriculum um, and the instruction for their children, and they really weren't given any answers. Um, and you, know, you had a group of individuals that came, I guess you could say, from the other camp that just felt like this group of people that wanted to have these answers were, you know, transphobic and bigoted and all of these different things and kind of just simply addressed that and uh, kind of accused everyone of that. Uh, the second meeting that was last Tuesday, you had a two-part issue. You had um, individuals that were there because Mount Lebanon isn't replacing seven PCAs. Uh, those are personal care assistants in the classroom. They argued that with their staffing currently, they do not need to replace those positions. So a number of the PCAs were uh, there to support their colleagues and try to make sure that those positions would be rehired. And the board voted to not put those seven PCAs currently in the budget for next year. And the second prong of that meeting were more individuals that were coming out to speak about questions and concerns, again, regarding curriculum, regarding that process, what can be approved, opt-out forms, and no answers were given, really. Yeah, I, I want to get into, uh, we're going to take a break, and you're going to come back after sure. the break, so, but uh, we've got a couple minutes before that, but um, right. ju- just, um, I'm just wondering, because I, I've seen uh, Mount Lebanon seems to just, it's just liberalism uh, just seems to permeate the place lately. I don't know where it came from. Yes. It's it's yes. so blatant. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, I'm just wondering, yes. you know, I assume and maybe you assume that when these kids went home and told their parents what happened in school that day, maybe right. their parents are are uh, not all that upset about it. There's there's absolutely the possibility of that. I, I, I also think in this in this current state of society, you have many individuals that are probably not okay with this, and they're concerned that they weren't given a heads up about this, but they're too afraid to speak up. Yeah, and why would they be afraid? Because, as you said, because you're people, transphobic. Because and... people cancel, correct, people cancel people, and they, they call you everything under the sun, and they call you names and accuse you of being things that you aren't, and uh, people in the community look at you differently, you know, label you as such, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't don't want to be they, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to see repercussions for their kids at school um, if they're if they're speaking out against something that they feel so strongly about. So, how, how long has this school board been in place? Um, this, this school board has been in place. There was a few new members that came on in uh, November, mm-hmm. or they were voted in, and it would have been December. Then they started their position. So, a few have been on the board for a few years, and a few are are brand new. Uh, do you know how many of them actually have kids in Mount Lebanon schools? Um, I believe all of them have currently have children in, in, in the schools. The majority of them, I believe, have kids that are a little bit younger. I think there are a few that have maybe one or two in high school. And again, the response from the board was basically no response to this. Like Correct. The- yeah, there's, there's, there's one individual board member who is, who is the president of the board, and he basically directs the entire conversation when one open comment starts and once you quote unquote relinquish the microphone then they will answer questions and the majority of the time those questions are not answered a, a very uh, subjective um, templated response is given and so parents feel that their their words are just almost for nothing they get up there and they speak for their kids and then they get a response that is it is just lackluster. Um, zero response. That guy's name is Jacob Wyland, by the way, just in case you were wondering. I'm going to um, take a break, and we're going to come back. Uh, this story isn't – you're not finished with your story yet because we haven't talked about the books that you found that are available in the school libraries. We'll do that when we come back with uh, well, our anonymous guest who's a, who's a concerned Mount Lebanon parent about some of the insanity going on in the Mount Lebanon school district. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuleba says the visit by Secretary of State Blinken 
And Defense Secretary Austin to Kiev was significant. This is really uh, was a political message, but it was also an opportunity to sit down at the table and have a meaningful, meaningful conversation. It lasted for about two hours. We went through each and every detail of weapons, sanctions, financial and other issues of utmost interest for both of us. The Supreme Court tackling a dispute between public school officials and a former high school football coach who wanted to kneel and pray on the field after games. The New York Times reports that Twitter's board and Tesla CEO Elon Musk were negotiating over his bid to buy the social media platform. Musk said last week that he had lined up $46.5 billion to buy Twitter. This is SRN News. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Mike Gallagher can't wait until November. Can you imagine a United States Congresswoman bellyaching about a handful of Christians singing on a plane? I am so sick of these people on the left with their hateful, bitter, miserable, unhappy lives trying to make everybody else unhappy too and you should be too november 8th is coming the mike gallagher show weekdays at nine right before dennis prager at noon on am 1250 the answer when it's time to replace your roof siding gutters and downspouts entry doors and of course windows you can count on windows or us the area's premier exterior replacement company this is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com year after year it's the same routine drop off the taxes pick up the taxes leave a check Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of solid delays out there. Parkway West, inbound heavy around Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And on the Parkway East, even busier. Outbound trip from Glenwood up to Edwood Swissvale, close to a 10-minute delay. Inbound delays into the tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. On outbound, 28 volume delays from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy and cooler tonight. A couple of heavy thunderstorms this evening, followed by a little rain late. Expect a low of 47. Mainly cloudy and cooler tomorrow. A brief but dramatic return to chillier weather will reach a high of only 57. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 36. Rather cloudy Wednesday and breezy with a shower in spots will reach a high Wednesday of 43. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. 
Well, it began with a uh, teacher teaching six-year-olds at Jefferson School in Mount Lebanon. That's an elementary school uh, about transgenderism uh, with a book that was approved by the principal. And it got some parents upset, and uh, they took it to the school board, and the school board, no response. Uh, so we are speaking now with uh, someone we're calling Jane Doe. That's obviously not her real name. She's a concerned Mount Lebanon parent who doesn't think she wants to be identified for all the obvious reasons of uh, what happens when you bring issues like this up and some of the things you're accused of being. So uh, let's start back in with uh, our guest, and i, I got to ask you, uh, I think it's ridiculous to call you Jane, but I'm, I'll just say that, throw it out there. Um, what? So uh, you said this board's been in place for a while. Um, uh, you also, you went to a school board meeting and you presented uh, to them, and I've seen this around the country, by the way, and I'm sure you have. Everybody's seen videos of school board uh, meetings where parents are speaking up. And it's, the reaction seems to be the same. It's amazing from the school boards, I mean. Anyway, what did you find out about some of the books that are available in the library at uh, in the Mount Lebanon schools, elementary and high school, and middle school, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Some, some people started to dig a little bit. I mean, after not comprehending why there weren't book lists that were approved K-5 to and what was available um, in the middle school and the high school levels, and there was definitely some concerns previously that people have spoken with other parents regarding some novels, some fiction novels that were in the middle school libraries, um, specifically since, you know, there's still 11 and 12 year olds that are in that middle school age range. And a couple of the novels that were in there, uh, just lots of graphic material, um, that is not appropriate for that age. Um, that's discussing drugs and, intercourse and abortion, um, just to name a few. And then there is a book that's available at Mount Lebanon High School that many would argue is semi-pornographic, uh, that, you know, kids as, as young as 14 years old, 15 years old that are at the high school that, that can access this. So uh, a lot of people are starting to assess, you know, what are what are actually in these high school and middle school libraries, even at the elementary level, uh, who is approving these books to be bought and given to these kids in certain situations as suggested reading. Um, I can tell you, I, I just spoke to another parent who um, her son's book was confiscated. He's in elementary school and he was reading a book that was just on his own. And the teacher told him that it was inappropriate for school. Uh, and he got it at a Scholastic Book Fair, <laughs> and and the teacher didn't know that. I'm, I'm guessing that the that uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. It's called yeah. Making Bombs for Hitler. It's about a uh, a small girl, a young girl that is is put into a work camp. She's a Ukrainian girl, and that was part of her job in the work camp. Um, it apparently is is honestly a bestseller for that eight to twelve year old range uh, to learn about that time period in history and. It was uh, he was told that he was not allowed to have that in school. Now wait a minute now. That was, this was not a book about uh, sex or transgenderism or any of that stuff. It was a book about Hitler and a girl who was fighting against him, and that's not appropriate. Yeah, it was. It was um, you know kind of a. It's a. I would call it a historical fiction, right? So yeah. it's trying to to address address issues within obviously World War Two and the Holocaust and talking about, uh, you know, the camps and that this Ukrainian girl was placed in one of these work camps. And part of their role in this camp was to make parts of of bombs. Um, And it was taken. uh, Her son was told that this was not appropriate for school. And I might add that there's two copies of this in the middle school libraries. So I'm unsure why. (laughs) This would have been said. Yeah, but what what did they find? What what could you find objectionable about that book? I'm not sure. I think I think a lot of the conversation was around the cover of the book, and it was around her not have ever um, she had never read the book, so therefore she wasn't sure if it was appropriate. Oh, okay. Well, right. Uh, uh, um, so, uh, so what did you find out about some of these books that are available in the library w- without getting? Uh, obviously too graphic here on the radio. Can you give us some examples of what's yeah. in them? I mean, it's, 
you know, they're, they're fiction pieces. They, they address obviously some social issues and some, and some things that middle schoolers probably shouldn't be, uh, reading about at that point. Um, you know, again, I, I don't want to label and, and, and start to say that the, the authors, you know, have, have no reason of being in, in any middle schools or high schools. But I think when you're, you're looking at issues such as that, you know, sex scenes and abortion and drug usage and, um, you know, gender identity and to the point where it's not even just discussing gender identity. It was it literally the one at the high school uh, had visuals that were semi-pornographic and that's just available, you know, for a leisurely book to read. Just not sure why that should be in a high school library, uh, you know, purchased by parents' tax dollars. Like, why are we not focusing on other type and, and why are we pushing a lot of our suggested readings into this narrow focus would be, I think a lot of parents concerns. And the pictures of, from the books were shown uh, to the school board members. Um, I saw the video and the, the pictures were passed out to each member as uh, they were sitting up there at the table. And what was their reaction to the pictures? I, I'm, I'm not sure if they even looked at them. Not sure if they even opened the packets. Uh, it's just, it, it just makes no sense. Uh, th- these are elected officials, by the way. So right. they, um, they make promises to the people who vote for them that they are going to be responsive to their uh, wishes, and they, uh, you can't get an answer out of them. What good are they? Right. And I think this is where a lot of, a lot of community members, even since the lockdown with COVID and Mount Lebanon's decision to not go back to school and stay remote, uh, a number of parents obviously were, were, were frustrated by the lack of communication and the consistent and constant meetings that lasted hours. And you had all of these people that were talking back and forth and bantering and giving their opinions versus others for hours. Uh, and then no, no decisions would be made. And then here we are with concrete evidence of some things that happened without parent communication and parents just simply wanting a response, yes or no. Yes, there's an opt-out form. No, there's an opt-out form. Yes, we have a, you know, an approved book list. No, we don't. Here is the suggested readings. This is what we're going to do. They, they have a scripted, this is part of our mission for inclusivity and DEI, and we're not going to go beyond that. So uh, just the structure of how a school, uh, a school district works, uh, who, the, does, this, does this become a, the buck stops here issue and go all the way to the superintendent, or is it the principal at each school? Who's responsible for yeah. not doing something about this or letting it happen uh, or wanting it to happen? I mean, ultimately, I feel like the upper administration has to make those tough decisions and those tough calls when some things are, when some things are happening at, at, when there's building level issues. And so you have a lot of parents that have reached out all the way up to the assistant superintendent of elementary curriculum and the superintendent. And a lot of the times uh, they weren't receiving responses back. Um, and I think that that also frustrated parents. You had a lot of parents that tried to reach out to the principal at Jefferson multiple times and requested meetings and it took some time to get the meeting. Um, there was never any follow-up for those Jefferson parents. The principal never sent out any information after the incident. It was like it almost didn't happen. So I think there was that frustration. And so you obviously are going to hear from this. Uh, and I think that, you know, good leadership and sound leadership would have addressed the issue as a community and then moved forward and made the, made the corrections necessary and would have been proactive to say we have a lot of parents that are concerned about this. And instead of, you know, being proactive, they're simply just being reactive and stating we're just not, we're just not going to address it at all. Uh, our silence says everything. And so when people get up there to speak and discuss their concerns for their kids, uh, they don't feel like they uh, 
have an investment in this community. They don't feel like they have a voice in this community, like they're not being heard. So like a, a school board meeting is obviously, and, I, and this based on what you see, is, as I said, I've seen many videos around the country. I'm sure you have, too, some of which have gone viral because of uh, some kind of an impassioned plea uh, similar to the subject that uh, – based on a, a subject similar to what you're talking to about here. Um, and uh, it just uh, – school board meetings obviously are not meant for debating issues. Well, what, what's the point? Why does anybody go to one then? Right. I mean, I, you know, you have the one that we just had on Tuesday and lots of lots of this discussion, you know, even within the audience, the individuals that spoke. And again, I would I think a lot of parents would like to see when they ask a question. It's not about state what you want for four minutes and then go sit down and we'll give you a templated response. It should be ask the questions as the taxpayer and as the elected official, you answer. And it's frustrating to see nine board members sit up there and only have one person that's allowed to speak. And I think that 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 frustration is going to continue to brew if this continues and we continue to see issues such as this not be resolved. Because I truly believe that if they sent out an email and further communication and told parents, that there's going to be an opt-out process or we're going to survey the community or we're going to dig deeper and we're going to have a meeting with, with parents, with community members. It's, it's not about that to them. They have an initiative and they have an agenda and they don't care what other people in the community who might not be totally on board with this think. So an opt-out form would be uh, you hand out a, a, a form to the kids at school and tell them to take them home to their parents and bring them back signed. Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, it would just be, I mean, you can, you can, there, there currently are opt-out forms, you know, if, if a student doesn't want to take the PSSA, right? Yeah. Or if, um, you know, we have them, we've seen them at high school level or middle school level when they're learning about, you know, the human body and, and all those different things. If they don't want to do that, there, there's an opt-out form. Yeah. There's an opt-out form for health um, when different organizations come in from outside agencies if you don't want your children to listen to that discussion there's an opt-out form. So um, there definitely wasn't any thought or wherewithal with this teacher or this principal to comprehend that this might not have been a good idea and they should have communicated what they wanted to do that day with parents. And they were completely negligent. Yeah, they were just completely negligent. They they just didn't, they, they didn't have the student's best interest and they didn't have the parents' best interest in, in any of this. Well, the other thing is that, uh, and, and again, this this seems to be the case in every video that I've seen. You hear people like you uh, bring it up to a school board, uh, and they're all sitting there, and nobody responds. Um, and uh, it seems to me that if they were really, if they really thought that what they're doing is really a great thing for the kids and and uh, justifiable in every way that they would they would uh, look forward to being questioned about it so they could so they could um, support it and show their support for it but they don't they don't want Correct. to talk about it right it's not it's not about you know there's these very very broad far reaching curricular goals that have these small standards that are developed into a larger curricular framework and you know Sometimes parents don't read, you know, the fine print in, 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 in all of what's going on here. And so to just dismiss parent concerns and state that it's in standard X, Y, and Z underneath a DEI goal, essentially telling parents we can do what we want. The teachers can do what they want and the parents have no say. And I, and I honestly think that, that the majority of the teachers really – do not want to address a lot of these things. I think that a lot of them obviously would not feel comfortable either or feel educated enough or feel like that's their, their place in their role. But I think that there are some teachers that feel that this is, this is their personal agenda and that this is part of their mission and goal that they need to address these issues early on consistently and um, kind of push this on young children. Well, I should say, that just in case anybody in the Mount Lebanon School District is listening, uh, in the superintendent's office or a school board member, 
anybody who wants to call me and, and get in touch with me here uh, and you want to come on the show, I even let you come on anonymously if you want. If there's somebody out there who wants to agree with our guest about this but is afraid to do it publicly, I'd like to have you come on. But I there was another issue in Mount Lebanon, something similar to this. might have something to do with the uh, schools being closed. I forget. But I tried to get someone on, and uh, I got through to a receptionist and then never heard back. So I don't try. I, I, if, if Listen, if they're not going to answer you at a school board meeting, they're not going to come on the radio with me. That's so, highly doubtful. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry we can't give your name. I think you're doing great stuff out there and should get some credit for it. But we will uh, respect your wishes and not give your name. But you have my number. And uh, keep me posted on this, because this is a big issue with me. I think it's insane. It's actually evil. Um, it borders on evil. But thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Have a Okay, and we'll be right back. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick? He's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm able to live a comfortable life, <laughs> a better life. It was because of Optima Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go on the law. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800 523 
3771 or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, you know, the Democrats and the mainstream media claim the 2020 presidential election was the most secure election in American history. Many voters, maybe including you, suspect something went wrong. Oh, you might be shocked to hear the truth. 2,000 Mules is a film that tells the story of the people who tried to hijack a presidential election, and it exposes jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. You can visit 2000mules.com. Buy your tickets today to see the movie on May 2nd and May 4th. Showings are selling out fast, so buy your tickets before they're gone. Movie tickets won't be available at the box office, so buy them online today. That number uh, is, uh, that's the number, 2000mules.com. And uh, coming up on Thursday at 535, the man who produced this movie, Dinesh D'Souza, will be my guest. So um, finishing up here, uh, again, uh, this, this situation in Mount Lebanon, that uh, if you see the video, uh, and it was up there on it's up there on YouTube, um, and you watch these uh, people sitting there, the, the members of the board, and a woman is up there complaining with a very well thought out, uh, very well delivered uh, presentation about what's wrong, and then finishing with going around and passing out the pictures from some of the books. And they just sit there, these people, and they're elected. And if they really think that this is a great idea, they should be they should be pushing back and saying, "Listen, we think this is great." They don't. You know why? Because either they're gutless or they're stupid. But it's it's. Really, really bad what's going on in the schools, and it needs to stop. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.